We can get together for mom coffee again. Totally, I love it, you guys. Okay, so I have a confession to make. Ooh, dish. I don't know about you guys, but when I try to go to bed at night, I have like 4,000 thoughts that go through my head rapid fire. Oh, me too. Okay. Yeah, it's totally a mom thing. Okay, like tomorrow, I'm going to be present. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put down my phone and I'm gonna cherish every single moment I have with my kids. Yes, put down the social media when the kids are home. I don't need to keep scrolling. I am not gonna yell at them. Nope, we're gonna use positive reinforcement. Mm. I'm gonna be patient, and when they talk back to me, I'm gonna be totally calm, and I'm gonna respond appropriately. Yes, like if she says something sassy to me, I'm going to respond with a Bible verse. There you go. And when they start fighting, we're gonna do conflict resolution. Right, like what's your Enneagram, and what's your Enneagram, and how can we work this out? Yes, we are gonna have peace in the home. Peace in the home. You know what else I'm gonna do? Hmm. Personalized lunches. Mm. I'm gonna write a note to each of my children every day. You gotta do notes and lunches. All the moms are doing notes and lunches. I'm not gonna be the one mom that doesn't. Mm. And I'm gonna feed them healthy food. I am not gonna feed her Cheez-Its for breakfast and lunch and snack. And we need to get outside more, you know? Just go for a walk or something. Yes, we are gonna play outside every day. And I am gonna lead by example. I am gonna start working out. My body is a temple and I'm gonna start taking care of it so that I can show my kids. Absolutely. You know what I'm gonna do tomorrow? Hmm. I'm gonna go to the store and I'm gonna buy a bunch of bins and I'm gonna organize all the toys. Oh. I'm gonna lay out all their outfits the night before in my own outfit. I am going to make a food journal, a gratitude journal, and a project journal. I'm gonna go on YouTube and I'm gonna learn how to make those cool braids. And I'm gonna read my son five books every night and we're gonna read every word on every page. I'm not gonna skip anything. And stop. Dear moms, if you're watching this right now, we just want you to know you're already amazing. You are rock stars and you're already doing enough. God gave you everything you need to bless your family every single day. So keep doing what you're doing because you're wonderful, you're noticed, and you're appreciated. Okay, well. I'm going to use the bathroom while I can still do it alone. Ooh, great idea. Let's do this. That's real life right there. If you have little kids, you know. You know. <laughs> and cats. I just want two minutes to myself. Well, ladies, it's easy to be overwhelmed, isn't it? It's so easy to try and be everything to everyone. You got this feeling like you got to just be a rock star, be on 24-7. You feel like you got to be perfect all the time. Be the perfect mom and the perfect wife and the perfect worker and the perfect daughter and the perfect everything. And you get this overwhelm a lot of times, I would imagine. So to help with that today, I want to encourage us to change our perspective a little bit, our attitude a little bit, and to see things a little different. If you have your bulletin notes, we just like to do a couple fill-in-the-blanks here. Uh, you can write this down, that we need to have a surplus mindset, not a shortage mindset. A surplus mindset, not a shortage mindset. A shortage mindset is going to leave you feeling overwhelmed. 
A shorter mindset, short, shortage mindset is I never will have enough. I'll never be enough. I never will. I never will. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough energy. I don't have enough. I just don't have enough. Um, could be opportunities, could be knowledge, could be education, could be whatever it is. This shortage mindset is a, this feeling that, that follows a lot of people and feels like you're always a day late and a dollar short. Feels like you're just running behind, trying to keep your head above water, and you're just drowning, just drowning every day and, and all the things you need to do. Completely overwhelmed. And In the scriptures, God uses words for this like lacking, wanting, needing. A good example of this is in 2 Kings chapter 4. You're welcome to turn there with me or your Bible apps. 2 Kings chapter 4 in the Old Testament. Or you can just listen. This is second. It's all in your notes, and I put a lot of other verses in your notes for you to look at this week. But this is a good example, I thought, of overwhelm. There's a, there's a famine in Israel. I know in America we're not used to famines when we go through three drive through lines every day. We're not used to having no food. But here's Elijah and his servant. And they were having this discussion. For second Kings... Chapter 4, we're going to start in verse 42. 2 Kings 4, 42. One day, a man from Baal Shalashash brought the man of God a sack of fresh grain and 20 loaves of barley bread made from the first grain of his harvest. Elisha said, give it to the people so they can eat. What? His servant exclaimed, Feed a hundred people with only this. But Elisha repeated, Give it to the people so they can eat. For this is what the Lord says. Everyone will eat. And there will even be some left over. And, and when they gave it to the people, there was plenty for all and some left over. Just as the Lord had promised. Not suggested promised. We're going to end there, but this is during a famine. Everybody's freaking out. How are we going to feed everyone here? The servant, he had a shortage mindset, didn't he? We don't have enough. You ever feel like that some days, moms? Anybody? We don't have enough. I'm not enough. I don't have enough energy, money, time, and on and on and on. But Elisha, he has a surplus mindset, and he said, just go give it to him. God's got this covered. God has promised that He will feed them. And when God makes a promise, do you think He's going to keep it? Every single time. God has promised that there will be more than enough for them. So, just like thousands of years ago when this happened with Elisha and his servant in this battle of a shortage mindset, battling uh, a short Shortage mindset versus a surplus mindset. If I can say those words this morning. Shortage versus surplus. Which one are you this morning? You don't have to shout it out, but just think about it. Are you in a shortage mindset? Never have enough. I'm not enough. We need more. We don't have. We're not going to do it. We, we can't do it. Or are you a surplus mindset? God's got this covered. I can trust in His promises. I want you to think this morning of this black, dirty, yucky water as the shortage mindset. 
Okay? So, what happens when we have a shortage mindset is we are allowing ourselves to be filled up to be filled up with overwhelm. We'll call this black water overwhelm in our lives. And when we focus on our limited resources, when we focus on all the things that we are lacking, I don't have enough money, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough energy, I don't have enough resources, uh, don't have enough, don't have enough, don't have enough. That overwhelm, what it does, if we allow it to, is the overwhelm in our life, it just gives us more and more and more. You ever feel like you're just filled up with overwhelm in your life? Just more and more and more. And, and as we're being filled up with overwhelm, it's leading us down a dark, dark path. Towards uh, overwhelm can lead us to a lot of things. Like jealousy, like envy, uh, like bitterness, like resentment in our lives. It leads us to worry. We're filled up with overwhelm. It leads us to anxiety and fear and insecurity. You moms in there, you're just like twitching, aren't you? No, no, no. There's a full glass. Oh, no, it's going to spill. It's going to spill. That's the point. When we're filled up with overwhelmed in this dark water that just represents uh, the overwhelm in our life affecting us, affecting us, affecting us. And you know what happens when we get overwhelmed? It doesn't just affect us, does it? Who else does it affect? All the people around us. And our overwhelm, I'll put this back a little bit, Jim, so you can see. Our overwhelm is overflowing to the people around us. And so we are portraying to them perhaps bitterness or jealousy or anxiety or stress or difficulties or just uh, going crazy from all the many different things. We're just, it, the overwhelm pours into us and we just can't help but spill it out to everybody in our path. You know, we yell at our kids, we give our husband, you give your husband the cold shoulder, look at him sideways when he knows he needs to be taking out that trash and he hasn't taken out that trash. So you're playing trash Jenga and seeing how high you got to pile it up until he takes out the trash. And you're kicking the dog and you're pushing the cat off the table. What are you doing? Right? And we just, it overflows to all the people around. We maybe snap at our coworkers and on and on and on and on and on. And it doesn't just affect us. That overwhelm, it affects everything and everybody around us. Just sort of muddying our souls, muddying our lives, stress, anxiety, fear, depression, despair. And it doesn't just stay within us. It goes out to the people, the poor, poor souls <laughs> all around us when we're filled with that. Are you filled with overwhelm today? Life is just so much to handle. I asked Rachel this week <laughs> for some sermon material. I mean, a question because I was wondering in her life... Uh, that's the over. That's the shortage mindset right there. Okay, and what are some things that overwhelm moms that I could share on Sunday? And I, she told me enough. I could probably write a book, but uh, <laughs> she could write a book. That'd be too overwhelming to do. Don't want to give you that to do. Also, but I'll, she said on the way, 
You know, Gideon this morning, he tripped on Trudy's coffee, spilled coffee on the carpet. Uh, you had to name him Mighty Destroyer. That was your choice. Gideon means Mighty Warrior or Mighty Destroyer. And uh, he lives up to it. So she, she handed me this when I came back after the announcements. And she said, Dan, this is an example of, you know, overwhelmed. So you got a flower this morning for Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. And what happened, Rachel? You, Gideon wanted to see it? Ellie snapped it. Gideon wanted to see it. All right. And then two and a half seconds later, <laughs> this, is what, this is the overwhelm. That, this is just like symbolic of our household sometimes. <laughs> if you ever wonder what the Cain household is like. I used to invite people over for supper and lunch and things. And not a lot of people have responded lately. Just uh, They want to meet out at restaurants and coffee shops because, uh, I don't know, they... Because this, this happens. I was letting him smell it, though. Yeah. So, there we go. We'll put this. Oh, shit. Do you want to take this home? No? Okay. We'll put this in the overwhelm. And this is just a picture of our lives sometimes in the overwhelm. So, Rachel shared maybe some things that you mom can re- moms can relate to. Uh, women or anybody, really. If, you, if you're not a mom, that's okay. Uh, just apply this to all the different things in your life. So here's some things Rachel thought you might be overwhelmed by in your life because uh, she's just sharing about her own experience. Overwhelmed by piles of dishes. Overwhelmed by mountains of laundry. Drowning in an ocean of toys and mess. Trying to get things sorted and organized and teach kids to learn the habit of the incredibly basic and simple idea, yet somehow so difficult, of putting something back when you get it out and you're done with it. Many adults don't know this either, but especially kids. How about cooking meals that will get instantly rejected? I don't like this. You haven't tried it yet. Yeah, but I know I don't like it. Okay, the next meal is breakfast. All right. <laughs> trying to cook, uh, trying to balance being a mom and having a career at the same time, teaching homeschool or helping with homework obligations, keeping up on the car or the house, and never ending bills and repairs and financial struggles. Rachel's just getting started. How about taxing kids to activities? You ever feel like an Uber driver sometimes? Dealing with mom guilt of, am I doing enough? Or am I too, doing too much? But especially, am I doing enough? Worries about the past. Worries about the future. Are my kids going to be okay? Am I going to mess them up so much that the, I'm going to put them in counseling one day? Dealing with kids' needs as they change. How about this? Are you ever overwhelmed by dealing with kids' needs? It's physically draining, so physically draining when they're younger. And that diaper change is just over and over and over and over again. And speak of the devil. No, hey, Alex. I thought it was Gideon for a second. This morning, uh, this morning, you know, little kids need so much attention. Just needy, needy, needy. Dependent, dependent, dependent. And that's a stage. And that's the way God made them. And it really makes the, uh, the, the parent in their life, like, learn selflessness and patience. Or just scream, you know, when they leave the room. But uh, this morning, as I'm working on my sermon this morning at about 6 a.m., I hear this, Mommy, please come! <laughs> There's a child in our home who shall remain nameless, but he is the youngest. And uh, he, he hasn't learned the art of yet, uh, after using the restroom, wiping his biscuit. Can I say that in church? And so he doesn't 
he's five. And, and, uh, and he Mommy, please come! And if she doesn't come, the, you know, Rachel's downstairs homeschooling, then he goes into this, Mom, Sort of, and, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that because I could record it for you and it would sound exactly like that. So I go, you know, I pause, pause my, my sermon and I go up and uh, wipe a biscuit and, and Rachel's going, and I'm like, for Mother's Day, I will give you one biscuit wipe in, in your place, you know. <laughs> so I, and get, get, I almost said his name. But I'm not going to tell you who it is. All right. So, but then when they're young, they are incredibly needy and dependent. Oh, but when they get older, uh, they don't need their diaper changed anymore. But the teenage hormones kick in. And that's almost uh, exhausting in more ways because you can't just fix it with a diaper change or with a wiping of a biscuit. All right. These certain things, overwhelming, overwhelming. How about this? Overwhelm. Hearing the beautiful sound of being called Mama. The first time. But then over not too long, that changes into Mommy, 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 Mom, 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 need you, need you, need you. And like, oh, <laughs> just give me fun. I like, we like this uh, cartoon called Bluey. I don't know if you've seen it. It's these little Australian dogs, okay? And Rachel feels like this a lot. There's this one episode where the dad comes home from work and he's like, ah, da, 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 da. you know, he had his peaceful day at work and he comes in, there's chaos and mess. The kids are all over the kitchen and everything's spilled. And the, the mother, she hangs up her apron and she looks him in the eye as she's walking past him. And she said, she says, I just need 20 minutes where no one need, comes near me. Okay. I just need 20 minutes where no one comes near me. And sometimes that, that's the overwhelm that you feel as a mom. How about trying to be a good wife too? Because you're not just a mom, you're also a wife and a daughter and all these sister and all these many things. And to not neglect your husband when you're, the kids, especially young kids, are sucking all your time and all your energy and all your money and all your capa- emotional capacity. How about sleepless nights and never sleeping fully again <laughs> as a mom, she says. What about overwhelmed, just constantly feeling behind on literally everything, like you're drowning and can barely keep your head above water. Amen and amen and amen. How about like, uh, this is a very appropriate example. Last night, <laughs> just last night and part of this morning, hearing vomit sounds in the middle of the night and trying to rush in as fast as you can with a, a wastebasket uh, to their bed before they uh, toss their cookies, lose their lunch all over their bed sheets and their uh, uh, blanket and the carpet on the way to the bathroom. Our kids have been passing around a sickness this week and uh, one of them did it on the carpet trail. There was a trail on the way to the bathroom and here's the toilet a foot and a half away and here's all of it on the floor right here. So that was, at least she made it to the bathroom and then uh, Last night, I gave Rachel uh, the night off, and she was uh, slick. I said, for Mother's Day? No, usually she, she jokes that uh, the only sound that will get me out of bed, because, you know, baby's crying, like snoring like a log, lumberjack. But when you hear that sound, Dan, I get up faster than, you know, a marathon sprinter, and I'm, because I hate 
throw up. So while you were sleeping, as uh, Rachel just know, there was someone whose name shall not be mentioned, who uh, fortunately made it to him several times with limited uh, spillage on the blanket on the carpet this morning at 3 a.m. So that was our night. And uh, yeah, then trying to change the the sheets while you're half asleep and clean up. One night, I'll tell you one time, I never told this story before and you don't want to know, but there was uh, two boys in a bunk bed and one of them uh, got sick, we'll say, and threw up, but he didn't throw up like on the bed, he threw up on the wall and the wall, it dripped down. This is double bonus points, okay? Dripped down onto the other brother who was not sick, who was sleeping. So I'm picking up Gideon's foot and I'm wiping his foot from Azariah's throne right above it, like down the wall into the bed. How do you do that? Like you couldn't do that if you tried again. And that was just, uh, that was a night. And impressive, you know. So I, I was like, how did he manage that? Double brother trouble. So that was so exhausting. You know, any mom's ever been there? Overwhelmed by this short that that's something you'll never forget and you never wanted me to tell you. But this is life. Shortage mindset. Do you have that shortage mindset? What I want to encourage us to do today is to shift our thinking from a shortage mindset from overwhelm all the time to a surplus mindset that God has more than we need, that he's promised so many blessings to us that he'll never run out of blessings. So I have another container here. I'll put this over here. I'm a little teapot. So here we have the blessings that overflow from God. Okay. The scriptures use words like abundance and a plentiful, abounding and bountiful. God has more. If you ever need some, know that God has more. And He has it for you. Blessing from Him. He's there for you to meet your needs, to walk with you along, uh, alongside you in the good times and the bad and the cool thing is that he can meet your needs. And when he does, he meets the needs of other people around you. You, you think you have limited resources, uh, and we do. But we have a, a Savior. We have a, a Lord. We have a Heavenly Father who has unlimited, limitless resources. And when we shift our thinking from a shortage mindset to a surplus mindset, the result is an overflowing life of blessing. Before I do that, I just want to read Psalm 23. If you've ever heard of this before, one of the most powerful verses, besides John 3.16, this is what a lot of people know, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name, even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. 
You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Other versions say, you fill my cup to overflowing. Or you give me more than I can hold. Other versions say, my cup overflows. Or if you're old school, my cup runneth over. We used to sing that song at church camp when I was little. Running over, running. Yeah, anybody remember this? Sing along. My cup is full and running over. Since the Lord found me, I'm as happy as can be. My cup is full and running over. Hey! Y'all remember. That is, remember that song. That's a, a kid's song, but so powerful for like adults too. So what's God talking about here? The overflowing life rather than the overwhelming life. Okay? The overflowing life rather than the dark, dirty, don't do that. Just overwhelm life. It's so easy. So what's running over? What is our cup? Our cup is our life. It represents our life. Uh, running over into the cup. There's, there's several verses about this. Running over, about the blessing in the cup. So the Bible is talking about, God's talking about having this cup that flows from God. This living water filled with blessing and joy and abundance and hope and peace and love and harmony and unity and mercy and compassion and forgiveness and grace and kindness and mercy. And I want your life to overflow in abundance with all the many blessings that flow from our Creator. And what happens when it overflows? Well, I guess that's kind of the point, isn't it? That it overflows. When God gives us so much, it just keeps going. And just like that overwhelm affected the people around us, guess what the blessings from God does? It also affects the people around us, but in a much better way. As we are overflowing ourselves with the clear pure, spotless, life-giving abundance and blessing and overflow that comes from God to all the many people around us sharing His love, His life, His goodness, His mercy. Oh! Sorry about that, Mira. I flipped my lid. I thought that was locked, but it was not. Our cup is full and overflowing. When God pours into us His blessings, His great, all the who He is, and not only us, but then it goes to our parenting and our spouse and our co-workers and our neighbors and our church family, and we can't hold God's blessing and God's love in, and we've got to share it with the world. Which is a lot better to do that with God's clear, pure love rather than the overwhelm, the worldliness, you know, the sin just pressing down on us in our life. That's what God wants for us, to be overflowing with His blessings so we can give other people the encouragement, the support, the hope, the healing that He's poured into our lives. Rachel was talking to me yesterday about Diana. 
and how she had a very meaningful relationship with Diana. And she would meet with Diana for many years, many times. Just the two of them. Talk about life, talk about her struggles, her difficulties in this world. As a mom, as a wife, dealing with the illness of her dad, which Diana also struggled with. And Diana was able to pour into Rachel the encouragement that she had, somebody had poured into her, and the love and the hope and the joy and the healing that had been poured into Diana, Rachel received. Over and over and over again, Diana filled Rachel's cup. And if you know my wife, you know, she's pretty rocking awesome. She's not perfect, I have to say. Well, on Mother's Day, okay. You're perfect. For me, for me. But God is doing great things to her and so many of you who have encouragement and hope and healing poured into you and it's overflowing in your life to the people around you. So now, through all this with Rachel's dad and his suffering for many years and his illness and her mom's struggles and continuing mom's struggles, her husband's struggles, you know, and how dumb he is and how (laughs) crazy he gets. Uh, She has poured her cup into so many people's lives. And I know that people have poured into you their blessing, their encouragement, their hope, their healing, their love that they've received from God. And then don't don't just hog it all to yourself. And keep that. You've got to pour your life and your presence and God's love and His goodness into the lives of the people around you. Because God's blessings aren't just for us. They are for everybody around us. And He works. If you let Him, God does great and powerful and mighty and amazing things through you. I know you feel overwhelmed sometimes. I know it's a struggle. This life sucks and then you die. Right? Isn't that what they say? Life is hard. Life hurts. But God is still good. No matter what difficulty or struggle you're going through today, you can have His hope and healing and His blessing poured into you. And then take that and share that with the world. I hope and pray that you do. I love what Jesus says in John 7. If you're thirsty, come to me. If you need living water, Come to me. Everyone, Jesus says, who really believes in me will have rivers of living water flowing out of their lives. So lately, has your cup been overflowing with overwhelm? A blessing. And I know sometimes that world, it just gets to you. It's just hard. And every day seems like it's a struggle. But God is not done with you yet and He wants to pour blessing into your life and hope and joy and peace and love that transcends our circumstances, goes beyond anything we could ever think or imagine so that He can do a work in not only our life, but the lives of everybody around us. So, I've said enough this morning. (laughs) 
I hope that's encouraging to you. I just want to, you can't go without filling in the blank. All right, you, you English nerds, you're kind of, oh, I have to know what it is. So I just want to tell you before we close, you know, how do we experience an overflowing life? Stop living this overwhelmed. Here's a last thought. We pray, practice daily habits to be filled with God's goodness. You want to fill that in? We practice daily habits to be filled with God's goodness. Not just moms, but everybody. We have got to, got to, got to. Not just have time. Not just if uh, it's convenient, but make time. See, there's a difference between I don't have time to do these things. We make time for what's important. We make time for what's a priority. You hand off that baby to your husband and say, I just need 20 minutes. Just give me 20 minutes where nobody needs me. Comes near me, right? I just need 20 minutes where nobody comes near me. You know what Rachel does? In the mornings? I'm telling your secrets, Rachel. Especially in the winter time. Eh, but sometime in the summer. She comes downstairs. She cranks that heater up from the nighttime setting. And she goes back upstairs to our bedroom. And she gets her blanket. And she lays down on the heater vent. And she covers the blanket <laughs> over her head. And you should see the bubble that forms from the heat. You know, she just looks like this big blob there on the floor, just whoop, all inflated from the heat coming on. And she gets out her Bible app, because it's hard to see in the dark under the blanket. And she gets out her Bible app, and she reads her scriptures, and she has her prayer time. Lord, please help me deal with these children and with my husband. <laughs> and life and the difficulties that it brings and she makes the time and sometimes yes I am wiping a biscuit while she is making the time but as often as I can I, I guys shh, no if you're going to be on the heater you got to be quiet or else go to the heater in your room let's go give her her quiet time she needs it make time to, to be in God's word to be uh, resetting ourselves so, so we can um, hear from God and receive His blessing. You know, it's hard to be filled from a cup or, or from a pitcher that you never see. It's hard to have a blessing and overflow from God when the teapot is worlds away, when you're not even near Him. You don't have a relationship with Him. We need to be near Him to receive that blessing in our lives. as well as the habit. And I'll be real quick. I'm going to send more out on the church email, but I'm just going to finish up. Um, the habit of replacing our complaining with gratefulness, that's something that really helps our cup be full of blessing instead of overwhelm. Replacing our complaining with greatness. How about the habit of replacing our uh, comparing with contentment? Ooh. Comparing ourselves to everybody and what they have on social media and their vacations and their car with contentment. How about replacing the habit of stinginess with generosity? Letting our cup overflow to the people around us. Just a few thoughts. I'll go into more detail in the church email. But we're going to sing our last song. That's enough for today. I know you got to get to the restaurant so you can get in line with your mom before it hits. Or just whatever you do, you know, to, to spend time with your loved ones today. Go and enjoy that day. 
But if you're tired of living the overwhelmed life, tired of doing it by yourself, I hope and pray that you experience the, the blessings of God and the overflow that comes from Him and only Him, our Savior. You know, this world, it makes us like this. But God, His blessing is clear and pure and filled with hope and joy and love and peace. And if you don't have that hope and joy and love and peace, if you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus today, I would love to talk with you about taking those steps and what that means and how He changes our life now and for forever, giving us abundant life, abundant life that begins today and goes on for all eternity. Would you stand with us, all you moms and everybody else, and sing praises to our Savior who changes everything.
pray with me? Heavenly Father, I do pray that prayer, that song, that worship, that you uh, would help us to trust in you. Seems simple, seems easy, but hard on some days, hard on some times, hard when the world is just pressing in on all sides and we feel the weight and it hurts so much and it's so difficult. But we know that in the good times and in the bad, you are God through it all. You are good through it all. And we trust in your promises that through you we can have your blessing and we will have enough. Help us, Lord, as we go from this building this week to be your church in the world and to overflow your blessing, overflow who you are, your love and joy and hope and peace to the people around us. Forgive us when we don't represent you as well as we want, when we snap at our kids, when we yell at our husband or our spouse, or when we uh, just get ornery and let that sinful human nature come out. I pray you would keep doing a work in our lives, in our heart, in our minds, to change our perspective, to change our thinking, to be like you, to change our whole lives, our eyes, our ears, what we speak, what we do, to be like you for a world that needs you so much all around us. And it's only possible through one person, the Savior of the world, Troy View Church. We thank God most of all for who? Jesus. And in His name everybody said. Amen. 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 Amen.